Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, the Valley of Guanji. In the year 1969, my parents were born, man walked on the moon, and cinema reached its peak. Summer 69, which I think was about something different, if I'm correct. Also, wasn't he like... He was like 10 He was actually old. like 12 in the summer of 69, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that Brian Adams, that, that, that little scamp. That's the music you bang to. <laughs> <laughs> That's the music you're 69 to. <laughs> you know, I've never been that into the 69. No, it's Like, just, if it's, I meet in a girl out, I want to concentrate on it. It's, it's not and a pickup line. And if you're doing line. the same to me, I want her to... Like, the 69, it's like... It's an amusing concept when you're 12, <laughs> but it's not really gratifying for either party. <laughs> yeah, that makes me wonder more about Brian Adams' psych, but we're not going to get too deep into that, because today we're taking a, a walk into the valley, the valley of Guanji. Yes. It's got a monster in it. Should, should you uh, talk about monsters a bit? Yes, yeah, so as I may have mentioned on one or two other podcasts, uh, my other podcast, Monster Mash, which is about the monsters from Monster Hunter, is back, and... If you're in a country which has cinemas, um, the Monster Hunter movie is coming out at the end of this month. So we're going to do a month of monster podcast, a bit of a monster special. Um, so you'll notice some monster-related movie podcasts in your feed. Also, you might have unbidden into your feed some old episodes of Monster Mash to get you to wet your whistle. Cross-promotion, you know, synergy. And who, who is going to do all this talking about monsters? I'm Luke. I am Matt. And you are in the sci-fi... Gravel pit. I was going to go sci-fi valley. Oh, okay. We're in a, we, are, we are recording this in a valley. A very, it's not a forbidden valley. It's more of a... Uh, a very welcoming and lovely valley. <laughs> it's a rugby valley. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, big old rugby pitches. Some colors changing, some snow dappled on the tops. It's not yeah. Mexico. It's cool. We got like we got like green, and then we got like the bare ones. Then we got the orange ones. Then we got the snow. Yeah, yeah, picturesque. Yeah, yeah we should. I mean, we're not a visual podcast, are we? Yep. Uh, Guanji, yeah, I. You know, I. What, you you heard about this movie, mm. and then kind of just pointed at my one. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Well, I heard about it in weird ways because I've watched many like YouTube compilations or like cheapo TV documentaries of, like, dinosaurs in cinema. And this one always came up. But I didn't know anything about it. I just knew, it. oh, it's the weird film where there's dinosaurs and cowboys. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the other day, just on a whim, I watched a 10-minute YouTube video of, like, history of dinosaurs in cinema. I sent the link to Matt and was like, by the way, we're doing every one of these films eventually. And then I remembered, we've talked about before, when I was a kid, I would always videotape monster movies that were playing at, like, 2 a.m., and Matt said he used to videotape all the cowboy movies that were played at 2 a.m. I thought, well, Valley of Grunge, it's both. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> but that was literally all I knew about it. I knew it was a dinosaur film with cowboys in it. 
Now, this is a little unverified. I was talking to, to Scott, our guest from a few weeks ago, and the, the opening. Uh, anyway, anyway, I mentioned, yeah, we're doing this Valley of Guanji thing, and I heard it. It's, oh, my dad, like, loved, a, like, the comic. Like, apparently, I don't know if it was a comic. The comic, it? no, the comic was a spinoff of the film. Oh, okay. So, anyway, he was. But the, uh, yeah, the film has an interesting history, because the, cre- the guy who did the effects for King Kong, Miles Bryant, I think he is? Um, wait, or is that just the guy from Star Trek? <laughs> Miles O'Brien. <laughs> it has a similar name to that. <laughs> okay, a guy sort of like Miles O'Brien. We don't know if he's, you know, in any other way like him. But, uh, but his, I, he wanted to make this film. He had the idea of doing a dinosaur film with cowboys because the plot is basically King Kong. Yes. <laughs> um, and he was shopping it around, and around the time he wanted to do it, the studio was like, no, no, audiences don't want to see dinosaurs anymore. And he ended up making Mighty Joe Young How instead. can they say that? Because they're idiots. Who <laughs> we all know studios are idiots. Um, and then, yeah, so his, like, protege was Ray Harryhausen. And then Harryhausen eventually did get to make this film. But then again, it was kind of screwed over by the studio. Because, like, there was, like, a buyout or something midway through. And it just got dumped in cinemas with, like, no promotion. Right. But so we it's get a film which was Housen. entirely unsuccessful, but has a cult following. We, we definitely get our Harryhausen fix here. I had no idea it was Harryhausen until we watched it, and I was no, like, oh, okay, well, I'm in for a you treat. You saw my notes. I didn't know it either. I just wrote his name with uh, exclamation points three times. Yeah. <laughs> I love Harryhausen stuff, but he didn't do that many dinosaurs. No, he's more like the Greek myths, right? Yeah, but he did do this, uh, 1 million BC, or 10,000 BC, whatever it is, and... He did, like, a documentary one. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, otherwise, it's all Greek myths and aliens and other kinds of monsters. I mean, if you remember when we did King Kong, I was, like, disappointed. Oh, I thought Harryhausen was actually, like, involved here. But uh, he was, like, 10 when King Kong came out. Yeah, but that's okay. what inspired him to take up stop motion. Yeah, yeah, that, that, we got that. But, yeah, yeah, here we are with it. I think this is our first time uh, properly encountering him, so. Yeah, and, oh, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we get into the story, then? Yeah, take us through the Valley of Guanji. West Cowboy Tuck Kirby goes looking for his former flame, T.J. Breckenridge, south of the border, Mexico Way. She's trying to get her own rodeo started with star attraction, El Diablo, which is a very tiny horse. The local soothsayer is not down with this, however, and has the locals steal the horse and take it back to the forbidden valley from which it came. See, it is bad luck to take creatures out of the Forbidden Valley. Tuck, TJ, the local buckaroos, and visiting scientist Professor Bromley disagree, however, and head into the valley, finding honest-to-God Harryhausen dinosaurs. They manage to snag a T-Rex and bring it back to town to get a few pesos from the town folks, Kong-style. The T-Rex, now named the Great Guanji, breaks out of its cage with the help of one of the soothsayer's cronies and goes, Dino shit! Tuck corrals the dinosaur into the local cathedral and burns that mother down. Is this a happy ending? The kid's like crying. I know! (laughs) 
James Franciscus, is it? Yeah. That is a name. I'll tell you what's also a name, Tuck Kirby. I know. <laughs> I, I put, what did I write near the beginning of my notes? Uh, you got Tuck Your Kirby. Oh, you got Tuck Your Kirby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, the best suit ever, as we said uh, off mic just before. But we, we got to mention it here. Man, what a fantastic suit. I need to get me a white cowboy suit and just stroll into work like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and we both show up the same day of the suits that can't say anything, right? <laughs> Well, why would they say anything anyway? It's in the dress code. It's yeah. within dress code boundaries. Um, I just, uh, an old employer, um, someone else said they went through training with them and uh, there was some dude that just showed up in like a green blazer every day and like like slowly was like fired. <laughs> no, we, I show up in all kinds of different colored suits all the time. So. Oh yeah, I'm down with the colors, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we're going to make those differences. <laughs> the, the, the colors of the suit. <laughs> I know, it's just the phrase, I'm down with the colors. So. <laughs> uh, yes, you, yes, you caught something there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. We want to spend time with, like, the boring humans for a bit first. Because, obviously, I went into this film like, I just want to see dinosaurs. But actually, it was a surprisingly fun little It was, run. but I did enjoy the, like, idiotic attempts at humor at Son of Kong in the first half not seeing anything interesting more than here, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, the little horse is fun. Oh, oh, yeah. This is... Sk I mean, we can skip to the end. But, yeah, they, they animated an elephant? I guess oh, just it has to fight the T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, another Harryhausen film does that as well. Um, 20 Million Miles to Earth. Okay. I'm just um, like, the monster fights an elephant in that. And right. so it has a real elephant then suddenly cuts to a stop motion one. That's probably a mammoth though. No, no a no, real elephant. miles to earth. Yeah, oh, yeah. miles. Sorry, I was thinking of BC again. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Um, the professor, Bromley. Sorry, I didn't actually get the actor's day, but... Uh, oh, I, I, I screenshotted all the names just Oh, to okay. There we go. Let's throw his name out for fun. Uh, Lawrence Naismith. Okay. He's, he's like a proto-Doc Brown. He even gets like a great Scott out. Yep. And then right after that, my George. Yeah, what? what it, it's, no, are you sure you didn't mishear it? And it's by George. Oh, maybe. Because that is an old-timey English. Yeah, my that George. is. That is. I heard yeah. my George. <laughs> Would George have been the king at the turn of the century? I can't remember. I don't care. Madness of King George. Is he? The, is the Mad one the last one? Because that's the 18th century. No, 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 no. The one right before the current Queen was okay. King George. You're asking an American, by the way. Yeah, and, and I don't even care. <laughs> I don't know why you would. <laughs> so, um, yo, know, TJ's fun. Yeah, I mean, there, there was good chemistry between her and Kirby. Yeah. But like, why is she into him? He's a prick. <laughs> like, he's very fun to watch. He's hey, a lovable, say, he's like, a charming scout. prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, she has no... Well, I mean, he saves that kid, right? But otherwise, he is still, like, a real shit to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she is... I mean, she, she's definitely in the Carney camp, which... Yeah. Uh, you know, who knows the psychology that goes on. I'm not saying like, ah, carnies. I'm saying you live in that sort of environment. Yeah, you're going to, your brain's going to be working a little differently. But yeah, she just travels from town to town, jumping a horse off things. Like she's not the huge. <laughs> you know, I got environmental education for a year. It's like bumming around, like hanging with hippies. You know, the world yep. was different then, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the early 2000s. Sorry, when I said that, sounds like the 60s. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like we, we moved off Tuck Kirby a little too quick. He's oh, yeah. a great leading man. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's 
We've got Charming, Rai Smile, he's also really buff and can do action stuff. I finally got around to watching uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. And I really kind of felt like James Franciscus like, is the... Um, the stuntman from that? Not not the stuntman. Um, oh, God. Oh, the, DiCaprio's character? Yeah, yeah, DiCaprio's character. And, okay. and then, of course, Brad Pitt would be there, too, so yeah, as yeah. the stuntman. Like, right. Did you watch that, by the way? No, but I've heard pretty much every beat of that film from May. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maddie's not me, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah I, I, I somehow didn't. It, it, it's a weird watch. It's not my favorite Tarantino, but it's one of those things, like, a week later, you're like, I think I liked that more than I thought I did at first. Okay. So I'm not super into Tarantino to begin with. Okay. So. And, and if you watch that movie, you'd, like, totally need to be familiar with the whole Manson story. Right. In the conspiracy of the Manson story. Right? So, okay. Because yeah. they, they just don't. Like, if you don't know about it and you watch it, it's like, what's going on? I, I'd forgotten it had a Manson element. I do actually want to watch it mostly for that. Yeah, so. yeah, okay. I, I, I think you have it. <laughs> Maybe. Um, are we finished with Tuck, then? Are we, are we going to Tuck, Tuck? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Tuck, I, just, tuck. I just wanted to, to say that, like, going into it not expecting anything from the humans, he was very fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an almost brightly colored film, except it's in the desert, which takes yeah. some of the color out, but... Uh, yeah, then, yeah. The, the Mad Professor is very much Mad Professor. Yeah, yeah. He's, I just, I just like the the. He's a proto Doc Brown. I mean, did they even watch? It's probably not. But no. you know, Lord, uh, well, Spielberg apparently did because he included smart homages to it in the Jurassic Parks. I get, in fact, this is. Is there a, dino, a major like dinosaur thing between this and Jurassic Park? They kind of gave up after this, didn't they? Yeah, I can't think of any others. And yeah, this T Rex is real good. Because to my mind... Well, there's, there's quite a few animated ones after this. You yeah. like Land Before Time and stuff. Because I'm thinking... I'm not, not talking animated. That's what right I mean. Now. We don't really go live action again until... Because we got Lost World, like, crap dinosaurs. I mean, fun, but crap dinosaurs. King Kong, where they're, like, you know, effects and awesome. And, yeah. I mean, it's almost the same here, just well, in color. Know, so between this and Jurassic Park... It was all Japanese dinosaurs. Uh, That's yeah. when, but that was the the decades where Japan ruled monster films, right? Right, right, and they're crushing Tokyo, so we don't think dinosaur immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we didn't really have a Western monster film again until Jurassic Park. Yes. But yeah, I think. Well, I mean, are we done with humans? Um, probably. You've got a lot of racial stereotypes. You've got the the kid was fun. Yeah, I was. I, I Lope, just Lope, I, was that his name? Yeah, Lope? I wrote short round Mark one. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I, I like him. He comes, he hustles in for some money at the start. He has some good lines. He's definitely short run. But yeah, he's just—he's there so there's a kid for you to worry about in the monster Ma scenes. Maybe basically. there's a Spielberg connection. If Spielberg is into this, like I imagine on Temple of Doom, he was probably thinking this kid. Probably because it's yeah. very similar. Yep. I mean, I don't think Short Round cries because Short Round's too cool for that. But he, he he screams at horrible things. But you know, when people are ripping hearts out of bodies, I yeah. mean, you could scream at that. That's cool. He doesn't cry until Guanji dies, though, right? Oh yeah, it's the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah he, which, he's hustling too much. See, that's what makes that's the dividing line between good monster content and bad monster content. Is you have to feel a little sad for the monster. Exactly. At the end, I'm like, this is crap. And Guanji, yeah. he was just doing his thing in the valley, yeah. eating a T Rex. Uh, not a T Rex. A, a um. Oh God, Triceratops, you know, yeah. that's what he does, it's cool. But like, Same with Kong. I, you know what, in a weird way, I did feel more for Guanji than Kong, because Kong, Kong's surrounded by weirdness. Kong is surrounded by giant spiders if you want dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guanji's just, I mean, I don't know about where that miniature horse came from, but Guanji's just, he's in dinosaur land. And yeah. they just take him out of Well, the, the miniature land. horse is a real historical creature as well. Right? Okay, okay. So. But anyway, yeah, Guanji was in dinosaur land. There was nothing particularly weird except that it was there, right? 
Yep. And just, you know, literally ripped out of uh, uh, Dinosaur Land and then meets a horrible ending. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I kind of feel for him more than Kong in a way, which is uh, even without the, uh, you know, human face. Like, we throw him in as an actor. We're doing actors. Guanji is an actor, a stop-motion actor. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's the title character. And right. <laughs> probably the best character in the film. And yeah, he's such a good dinosaur. Yeah. You're a good dinosaur, Guanji. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. How about you? Do you feel more for Guanji or Kong's I flight? I might. If we're, we're literally just talking like 33 Kong, right? Yeah. Probably Guanji. Yeah. Because maybe it's the fact that Kong is a little more human. Mm. And because he is shown to be somewhat intelligent. Somewhat humanoid. And he's got a predilection for blondes, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he, uh, Guanji doesn't steal any women. <laughs> <laughs> no one's making sacrifices to Guanji. <laughs> yeah, Guanji is just an animal, right? Again, they very much depict him as just an animal who's panicked because he's not where he's meant to be. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, everything that happens to him is tragic. Yeah, this is a sad movie when you start thinking about it. But, yeah, that's, I think the director of King Kong originally said that's what makes a good monster is, yeah, it's monstrous and scary and bad, but also, it's sad to be a monster. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what the best monster films give you. Godzilla gives you that. Yes. Godzilla and has to die, but you still feel sad when he dies at the end. Well, the worst thing about Guanji is he's not a monster in his natural setting. No. Yeah, like the, the dinosaur... Well, dinosaurs are such great movie monsters because they were real. Right. <laughs> and yeah, when he was around, that's... You know, he was just freaking, he was a wolf. <laughs> like, there's it's nothing It's a conspiracy, man. God put the bones in the ground to trick you. Freaking, the um, <laughs> climate change freaks put it there to try and convince you that fossil fuels are bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although this, this one does have all the, uh, they keep, it's so reptilian, reptilian. He's like a reptilian. It's like, now, I mean, really, can, if you want to make a dinosaur movie now, do you have to make them look like birds? Well, Jurassic World, like... Jurassic World pussies out on it. They pussied out and they made an excuse, but I feel like you can only do that once. Like, next time someone wants to do some, like, real, like, dinosaur stuff, yeah. they're going to have to put feathers on them. Yeah. Well, um, some, some things, like, Monster Hunter started doing it pretty well. Okay. They, and you can make a feathered one look cool. I'm sure you can. It's just because it's not what we're used to. No, yeah. no, we're just, like, that whole snake vibe, right? Yeah, but, yeah. like... Um, like, Alfred Hitchcock's the birds, right? Birds can be scary. <laughs> like, birds are pretty aggressive and stuff. Just give us a big bird. Oh, come on, there's some great horror movies along those lines. There's one that's, uh, The Mangler. The Mangler? <laughs> it's a, it's, it stars Robert Unglund, who is Freddy Krueger. Um, okay. out, out of that makeup, of course. It's, it's about a, like a printing press or something that, or no, no, it's like a laundry press that mangles people. <laughs> but you actually have to, like, go and, like, start exploring the laundry press. It, it's not, it's not... Con it's it's kind of passive, right? Like you kind of have to. What's going on in here? Ah! <laughs> so it's just it's just a film about industrial accidents. <laughs> it's just a feature length shake hands with danger. Yeah, right. There's there's Motel Hell, right? Silent Night, Deadly Night, Santa Claus comes to kill you. So have uh, you seen the Flying Claw? Come on, that's scarier than the Mangler. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's a flying claw. Fuck. It's just a big fucking vulture that attacks airplanes. <laughs> See, I would just like the claw, just a claw. Yeah, right? I, I always assumed that when I heard it. No. <laughs> See, I think we can have a proper bird dinosaur film. I want to see it happen. Back 
We covered the whole film already. <laughs> well, there's uh, there's cowboys and Indians in the worst way. <laughs> I guess I I, I, I think we kind of like this movie, but let, let's just let's just poop on it in a few I guess dated ways just for right. fun because hopefully we're like already made you interested in watching it. So we'll tell you about a few of the weird things. Uh, the cowboys and Indians here. I, when, in Are the, they actually Indians? I thought they were just like Spanish immigrants. They are. That's the point. Um, yeah. <laughs> at the end of the movie, when they're coming in, the ticket takers all, are on the like most racist stereotype like Indian costumes possible, whereas the, and the people giving the tickets are all in like you know kind of white plain clothes sort right. of uh, what what you're talking about. So, yeah, it's like they're really. But I think they were meant to be like. It's a cowboy and Indian show. Yeah, they're the carnies. They're meant to be like that. Yeah, yeah. those are the carnies. It's, you know, Because uh, I don't Buffalo think this film Bills. features a single actual Native American. No, no. Are any of these actors, I guess, actually... Where where did they film this? You wikied this before we did this. <laughs> um, just... I think it was genuinely filmed just, like, down in California and Mexico. Okay, they got into Mexico then. I actually can't remember off the top of my head. That's kind of my wonder here, because I'm thinking, okay, probably just California, but I'm wondering if they actually did get into Mexico and actually, because, I mean, some of the locals looked about right. Yeah. It's not unbelievable that they would film in. Yeah. Oh, I, um, but. Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a location for us? Oh, calm your tits. It's filmed in the Valley of Guanji. You know that. Yeah. It's the Forbidden Valley, man. They're, like, just mixing their metaphors. Oh, it's, it's forbidden because Guanji lives there. I don't think they the um, the characters named it Guanji. I think it was already named Guanji. Oh, okay. I just remember hearing Forbidden Valley, but maybe they couldn't deal with those like weird sounding. Because right at the start, she says, "Oh, never take from Guanji." Oh, okay, okay. The valley, not the dinosaur himself. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, uh, Wiki might not be so keen on the location. That's fine. Um, I feel like they probably got. They might have slips out of the border a touch and then put like slathered like patriotic music over everything like the soundtrack is like marching bands yeah <laughs> I've, i mean to me that's just what this kind of cowboy movie is supposed to sound like and it kind of worked yeah I, it, 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 to me it just sounded like adventure film stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna pour another 40 for enrico morricone because <laughs> uh, yeah. that is, this is definitely not <laughs> no but no but this isn't that kind of western it's not <laughs> this is like turn of the century happy-go-lucky cowboys this isn't like in the dirt, fighting for your life, cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Until the dinosaurs. Well, show we up. got that orchestrated '30s stuff, you know, yeah. and the and the ones I used to tape from 3 a.m. or whatever. Um, oh, oh, sorry. This I see where this didn't come up when we were doing the actors, but uh, Proto Dinklage. Oh, the little. <laughs> well, just because he's a dwarf. But his face looked very Dinklage too. Did it? I, oh, it didn't to me. Okay. But I didn't. I guess I didn't look at him that much. Yeah, and then oh, oh, yeah. His freeing Guanji that doesn't work out well for him. Because <laughs> he's carefully freeing Guanji and then instantly gets eaten by Guanji. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, I guess he wasn't being, a, well, that's why he was being careful and it didn't work out in the end. So, <laughs> but um, that's a difference from Kong, right? Kong breaks out due to it. Oh, okay. I'm dead wrong. It's filmed in Spain. Oh, it's, a, it's, not, <laughs> it's a paella. Yeah. It's a paella monster. Paella Western. Okay. But yeah, yeah, the film was filmed in Spain. Oh, crazy. Okay. Well, um, okay, well. It makes sense why there's a bunch of Spanish actors around. So. Yeah, yeah, that fits where the locals seemed about right. Um, I mean, you go up in the mountains, uh, 
you can you can do that, I guess. Okay, there we go. Oh yeah, there are some valleys and stuff around here where we could film a cowboy. Well, film uh, that there. actually pushes the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood button like for DiCaprio like even harder then because they have him going off to make like you know uh, spaghetti westerns. So. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh yeah. James Francesca's got to remember what his character's name. It might even be real similar to that. Maybe that huh. that is the actual uh, template. You know, Tarantino obviously likes to roll from weird places. It's like our, like, you know, like, stealth once upon a time in Hollywood, even though you didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't think you can convince anyone that one's sci-fi. So no, it's not sci-fi. If you want to say so your piece, you do it That's now. why I'm doing it now. <laughs> oh, you know what we haven't talked about yet? What's that? He killed a pterodactyl with his bare hands. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I, I do have a note about that. What is it? I want to wrestle a pterodactyl is what you wrote. Yeah, and I said, oh, and I wrote, is it the chupacabra? Because <laughs> it's stealing kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the, basically the first dinosaur, well, prehistoric, apart from the little horse, we see on screen. It like a pterodactyl flies in, steals a child, then Tuck Kirby jumps on its back and snaps its neck. <laughs> like, well, they he, don't need a King Kong in this film because Tuck Kirby's their King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, um, yeah, I was noting that this isn't like that big a valley. It's got a pretty high dino fatality rate. I mean, they're all going to kill each other in like a week. How have they been there for yeah. millions of years? <laughs> I guess we just don't see all of the valley, but... Yeah. It goes underground. Hollow Earth, man. Oh, okay. There we go. That makes sense. Um, oh, uh, sorry. One more thing on Tuck Kirby. Um, we, we, well, his suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just thought... that the white suit makes sense. Right. That's cool, right? Later on, he's like in his like Montana cowboy suit. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, Mexico, yeah. what? That's <laughs> stupid. You're gonna die. Like that's how the crus that's how most of the Crusaders probably died, and they deserved it. <laughs> oh, for just for dressing like that in Mexico. <laughs> no, no, the Crusaders wearing yeah. like you know full on chainmail and right. stuff, and then rolling into um, uh, Palestine, right? And then dying of heat exhaustion. Oh, I see. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not like I'm not feeling bad for Crusaders. But I, I'm gonna feel a little bad for the cowboy that has the wrong attire in Mexico. I mean, maybe it's good at night. I'm sure it's good at night, but this is the middle of the day in the middle yeah. of the desert with no cover. <laughs> he does seem really hot because he's constantly like trying to get water and pouring it over himself. Right. So <laughs> he didn't think this through. <laughs> yeah, Spain, Spain's pretty hot too. <laughs> Oh yeah, I also wrote I want I want to fire wrestle a T Rex, but not the Mark Bolin kind. T Rex, Mark Bolin, bang a gong. I don't know. Get it on, bang a gong, get it. Right. I mean, I've, I've heard that song. I, okay. I didn't know it was T Rex. The band's T Rex and uh, nice. the singer's Mark Bolin. But I think uh, my fire dad wrestling dice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love how like one attempt to board off Guanji, and, and hey, maybe this is like him like trying to actually have a heart is. He just kept throwing things at him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if a T-Rex is coming after me like, here's a pole, I'm going to throw the pole at you. I <laughs> finally figured out to throw the sharp end of the pole at him, so yep. that's cool. But I did, It did amuse me the first time they meet Guanji. They did the classic thing, they shoot at the dinosaur, it doesn't do anything. Turns out it's because they're shooting blanks from a <laughs> stunt was, show. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that then, was a good time. And then, like a stunt show, right? well, let's lasso it! <laughs> Well, the, the, basically, the premise of this film was we want a scene of cowboys lassoing a dinosaur. Everything else was written out from there. So why did... Volver, if I'm saying his name right, what's what's the director's name? Happy? Harryhausen? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the cowboys versus aliens. Oh, oh in... I guess that's aliens, that's why, but... 
This this does it better, doesn't it? Oh, this does it way better. <laughs> I can't remember who directed it. I know Daniel Craig was it's in it. It's uh, Iron Man director, John Favreau. Oh, John Favreau. Thank you. I couldn't pronounce his last name. Oh, I see. You were saying happy because he plays happy. Not yeah, like yeah. I was, I was trying yeah. to speak in code that you'd understand, <laughs> but you didn't. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, you know, that movie, um, I think, satisfied no one. That one was based on a comic book. Yeah. Was comic well, book because Well, because it didn't lean into either side enough. Yeah. It didn't go, like, full cheesy cowboy, which is what you want, right? Uh-huh. It tried to be modern and cool, which is not what you want when you go to a film called Cowboys vs. Aliens. And then Harrison Ford's acting choice was, why am I here again? I didn't even remember Harrison Ford was in it, so that I, tells I, you. I, I wasn't sure when I said it, but I think he's in it and, like, like clearly wants to be somewhere else the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> which he, I, to be honest, Harrison Ford does that in, like, half of his movies. Yeah, I know. The other half, he's great. <laughs> the other half, he's like... Why am I here? Damn it. I want to get stoned and fly an airplane yep. and crash it. <laughs> yeah, I feel if if this film like revels in its cowboyness, like they have they lasso a T Rex, they yeehaw, they do jumps and stuff. Yeah. If if it had been more like that, then Cowboys vs. Aliens could have been fun. Yeah. If it had ended with like a proper high noon showdown, <laughs> you know. Lead into it. No, I have my notes. Well, hell, I guess you can lasso a T-Rex. Takes a darn long time, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what I'd... Every time I'd seen this film in, like, a compilation, it's always that bit. There's a guy that looks like, like Tommy Lee Jones as well. Champ? Maybe it's Champ. You got the names now. Okay, just just throwing out since I got my Dinklage in. Yeah, uh, like the older right. fellow who owns the... Rodeo yeah, and he yeah, tries yeah. to protect DJ from this like sleaze to... bag who's trying to bang her. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's not wrong. He's just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, we have the T Rex um, Triceratops battle. And it's like this Dino battle is like literally a scene in Disneyland. You pass by it on the railroad in, <laughs> in Tokyo and California. Well, California, I've heard I've never been there, but Tokyo, you can go to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, there's your reason to go to Tokyo Disneyland. Ride I the do railroad. Past the dinosaurs. <laughs> the dinosaurs, yes, yes. Yep. Uh, we all knew Carlos would be the first to get eaten somehow. Uh... I, I did like the, because uh, they, the, in the film, the professor convinces them to steal the horse because he wants to find out where the horse came from. Tuck chases them, and everyone assumes Tuck was involved in stealing the horse. Yeah. Um, so the, the sense, bit where though. they finally all back together and he's like, I'm not taking orders from a horse thief. And Tuck <laughs> just clocks him one on the jaw. Like, <laughs> like I mean, it's a, it's a reasonable assumption to make. Yeah. Because <laughs> Tuck is a bit of a sleaze bag. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this crew, I, I did write that this crew is a lot more on point than the Skull Island crew when you think about it. Hell, they only lose one person, right? Yeah. So good, good for them. There's a difference than Kong. Well, also, like, they're mostly not motivated by like outrageous greed. Yeah. Like they, at the end, they still grunge you, which was wrong, but they just wanted a little horse for their show. Like, <laughs> and the, Well, the professor, maybe, but he just, like, he was doing science for the wrong reasons, man. He was doing it for a knighthood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, jeez, yeah, that, that went right by me. I think I actually did write a note on that, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just wrote, ooh-la-la, la, knighthood. <laughs> ooh-la-la! <laughs> it's like, really, that's your motivation? clothes on. Ooh-la-la. La. <laughs> It's more life than that, dude. Come on. <laughs> At least a noble. Come on. Yeah. You get money from that. I guess you probably get money. Well, you have money if you get a knighthood, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. No, no, one, no one living check to check is getting a knighthood. We do not give the commoners a knighthood. <laughs> well, they do not give the, the commoners a, a knighthood. I always wanted to be offered a knighthood just so I can turn it down. 
<laughs> I feel like being a guy who turned down a knighthood is ten times better than being a knight. It's pretty much John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he gave his MBE back before they could offer him the knighthood. Yeah, same yeah. idea. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, while we're thinking of the smaller parts of this world, the world tour is uh, only Europe and America. I thought that was fun. Yeah. We're going on a world tour. We're going to go to Berlin and Paris and... And um, New York and San Francisco. That is the world. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was that. Um, oh, here's a weird one. Uh, again, I'm just riffing from my notes, so I'm like just splatter painting everywhere, right? Yeah. I, I, for weirdly, the climax, like maybe think of The Last Jedi. Oh? Because they're all in the cathedral, right? With the, the intense force outside. And they all oh, it's kind of like a, through scene, the back a door. scene. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They kind of all escape through the back door, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it just made me... Well, in that in last year, everyone escaped through the back door. but uh, yeah. Which they should have, because they had one more sequel. But <laughs> <laughs> Did they? Nah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I did that. And, and then, you know, I, I, I've been to Spain and, and Notre Dame in France and... Um, you know, I, I th seeing the cathedral was cool because, well, they're in Spain, okay? So I was thinking, do I actually have, like, ones that look like this in Mexico? No, they don't. It's in Spain. Mm. Um, and then I do like to think when Notre Dame burned down, what, a year and a half ago, that it did happen this way. Oh, there's a dinosaur in there? Yeah. Are trying to kill it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Money, what's the best kind of on-screen monster? Is it your stop motion? Is it your man in suit? Is it your CG? Is it pure animatronic puppets? I think I've come on before saying man in suit. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I've 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 loved examples from all different kinds, right? And, and let me let me quantify that. Of course, man in suit Godzilla. I'm yeah. totally down with that. Um, man in suit Doug Jones? I mean, I guess it's prosthetics, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got Pan's Labyrinth. He's uh, got yeah. Sardo and Star Trek. I mean, he, I mean, not calling Sardo a monster, but he's got the look, Well, like right? Xenomorph, right? That's a man in suit. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think, yeah, I think for me it's man in suit in the end. Okay. Um, you know, Yoda's cool as a puppet, but he's a Muppet. Muppet's yeah. a little different. He's Muppet's not a, Muppet. a monster. Yeah. <laughs> and when he's not a Muppet, he sucks, so. <laughs> yep. The Rancor quite often is just like a big-ass puppet. That's very Harryhausen. Oh, yeah, it's also stop motion in other scenes. Yeah. I think I think my heart does say stop motion. I love seeing stop motion monsters. If I They were, never convince, though. If I were making a movie, I think I would have, like, a fantastic time doing it as stop motion. Mm. I used to make lots of stop motions with my action like figures. I, like I said before, <laughs> like, sometimes effects are crap, but you can, like, feel, like, the kind of... Yeah, I think that's where I am with stop motion. Yeah, and Harryhausen's, like, one of the best for that, because just, like, when you see this, you just... Yeah, the artistry is. See right. Harryhausen back behind the camera, like, yeah! I, I don't know. Yeah, he he's having, the, did having the time of his life. <laughs> right, so in that way, yes, the stop motion creature. That's the charm of this film. Is is Guanji a convincing dinosaur? Not at all, but it's just, is he an imaginative dinosaur with character? Yeah, he's got so much character. Again, Kong has tons of character, you know? Um, so with the, the weird. I don't know. I guess that's not stop. Well, it is stop motion sometimes. So yeah, yeah. Again, I guess I in the end, 
especially a variety of effects is best. Even now, I mean, yeah, you don't yeah. want to CG at all either, right? You want to have a nice mixture of things. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you know, when it's interacting with human beings, you don't want to use CG. You want puppets and animatronics and stuff. We'll, we'll get to these movies, but I did just watch. I watched Shin Godzilla. I watched Final Wars. Oh, you watched Shin? Yeah. Oh, we definitely need to do a podcast on that soon. Okay. Straight up, well, yeah. and especially now that we both have worked in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> it is Monster Month, so yep. <laughs> maybe we'll have to. Yeah. Okay. Well, Shin. We'll do Shin. It's uh, coming up. Anyway, anyway, anyway. I watched. I, I liked both of them quite well. A very different movies, of course. Um, and God damn! I lost my point. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man in Final suit. Wars and Shin, Man in Suit, Stop Motion. Stop Motion. Using a variety of effects. Using a variety of effects. Um, they do an okay job with that. Yeah. Mm. I, honestly, I lost my original point, except... yeah. Shin How is Godzilla it. done in Shin Godzilla? I think a lot of... I, again, I think it is a mixture. That's my point. Yeah, I think I don't think they actually made a suit. No. They I think used they did CG motion, to they convince did motion you capture. it was a Man in Suit, which is so bizarre. Yeah, they did motion <laughs> capture, yeah. didn't they? So... But, yeah, yeah. I think we're, for the longest time, CGI would have just been straight up bottom of my list. We're finally getting to the point where it can look good. Oh, sorry, my point just came back. Um, this is where Pacific Rim keeps, after watching those two, that's where Pacific Rim is actually, like, keyed up a few notches in my book. Because oh, yeah. even when it is CG, it, I mean, it just has that man in suit look most of the time. Except yeah. when the monsters just get so insane they can't do it anymore, which right. also is effective. So Yeah. Um, and is Pacific Rim a mixture? Is it all CG? It def I, I think it's no, CG, there, there but was it some model work. Okay. Like, do you remember the scene where it punches through the building? Yeah, yeah. And like oh, it, right. That was models because that was just too complex to do yeah. with CG at that time, but that budget. that's a good one where it does have CG and stuff, but it also has that man in suit feel, yeah. which I guess is what he's going for. And yeah, he's quite actually quite effective at doing that. So. I guess the answer is, and this is a real cop-out answer, any of them can be good if they're made with passion. Yeah, it's like, you know, like... Like, these days, you ha it's, like, it's good to, like, iRobot. Sony thought they can just throw money at it and the effects would be good. But there's no heart. Or, like, so, like um, the Abrams Star Trek films or, like, the Mutos or Cloverfield. All those monsters look the same because there's no, like, artistic vision. Right. <laughs> like, passionately. I want. So then you just end up with these same generic grey... Or, oh, the DC villains... Yeah. <laughs> no one, no artist Lobs is going like, I want this. They're just saying, ILM, give me a monster. We need a monster. So you just get cave trolls again and again and again. Right? <laughs> I, I tend to think piles of poo, but... Yeah. <laughs> you know, same, same difference. Whereas, man. like, um, the Monster Hunter movie is about to come out, and... Do you know how they're doing it? Uh, it's pretty much... It is pretty much all CG. But, of course, like... It is a video game, so I guess I you know, What I was going to say is, Paul W. Anderson is not an expert filmmaker, artist, or whatever. But the monsters have all already been made <laughs> by very passionate Japanese game developers, right? So just make so it So they're going to be great because mm. the passion has already been put into their designs and animation and stuff. He's just got to film his wife running around in front of them. We hope so. <laughs> Hopefully you're not going to eat those words. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, you know, it's like any tool can be used for good or bad. I can use my ICBM to, you know start World War Three, or I can use it to launch a probe to Mars, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what we're really saying is that guns don't kill people, people kill people. <laughs> Man Looks Like My Sanctuary is now officially a pro-gun podcast. <laughs> Monsters don't kill people, bad CGI does. <laughs> Monsters don't kill people, putting them in a wooden crate and dragging them to Mexico kills people. <laughs> Thank you.
those on the path, remember the vow. Be aware and authentic to where you are now. Virile hides the marsh crocodile in veils of mystery. It's another one of those period pieces. Of course it doesn't hold up, but it's, it's fun. This film was closer to the period it depicts than Peter Jackson's King Kong was to the period that depicts. Well, yeah. The... It's what I, I always think <laughs> of like cowboy times, oh, that's history. <laughs> but it wasn't that long ago. Not too long. And I, so I don't like, know, the, the time... There would, there would have been people alive watching this film who remembered. Honestly, the watching Catholics. this film, I kept, for, I kept, I reminded myself a few times. Oh, this is actually supposed to be like turn of the century. But yeah. Most of the time, I actually was like, oh, this is like the sixties. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess when you're in like those real rural places in, well, in this case, Mexico, but like California, pretty yeah. much still looks like that, right? Most of it is still just valleys and deserts and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'd gotten the whole drug cartel thing like uh, worked up yet by that. So point. I, if there was a remake today, it would be a drug cartel thing, right? It'd have to be because yeah. the uh, thing in Mexico. I, I, no, but it, it doesn't have to be. No, it's right Mexico's south. It's so right stuff. south of the border. It's only the part real close to America that's like seriously horrible. Yeah. Right. It's like well, because the main industry there is sneaking things into America. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but that's where I took this film to take place. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So. Um, you'd have to do it with that sort of stuff now. Because, you know, you go another 200 kilometers south, and, it, I mean, you know, I'm, I assume things aren't too bad. I, I haven't heard of Mexico City being too much of a hellhole, except for those uh, escape, uh, the conquest of the Planet of the Apes. I'm not going to comment or speculate, but I'm pretty sure you're being racist right now. I don't know. I, I just thought <laughs> Mexico City looks like a nice city. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they got pyramids. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have the impression Mexico City's a pretty cosmopolitan I place. really want to go see a bunch of South American pyramids one day. Yeah. yeah Central no, American. Like Central American. Who's racist now? <laughs> <laughs> or at least who's bad at geography? <laughs> I don't definitely think. me. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, there's some in South America too, right? Uh, that's like uh, uh, Machu Picchu. So yeah, not, yeah. Not, they got cool stuff. Not you know, Tiwanaku. It's, it's like not pyramids, but they, got, they do have cool stuff in South America. But. Those are places I want to visit, but also... I'm aware that they are places which are being ruined because so many vis people visit them. Yeah. So I don't know if I do or not. I think Tiwanaku might be a, a winner then. It's yeah. way up high, not so many people. I mean, Machu Picchu is too, but I think Tiwanaku doesn't have quite as many people. Yeah. It might not. Yeah, it's impressive in different ways. Let's yeah. put it that way. It's probably not just like, wow, look at that impressive. But then when you start thinking about what's there, you're like, whoa. Well, and also sometimes it's more impressive if there's not a bunch of people. That helps. Like in Kyoto, like, yeah, the Kinkakuji is really impressive but there's always a hundred Chinese people between you and it, right? Yeah. Whereas you go to some obscure little temple, yeah, it's not quite as beautiful, but you get to actually enjoy it. I, I thought it was funny, um, there was, I think you saw this article too a few weeks ago where the Japanese tourists had been like stuck in Peru for like six months because of COVID, mm. and he was finally allowed to go to Machu Picchu all by himself. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so he got to just go in by himself. I'm like, oh, that's... That sounds like a dream, yeah. yeah. Well, apparently like this year has been actually the best time to visit like Kyoto. Because <laughs> everywhere's super quiet. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess you never quite responded to my uh, just saying it's a period piece. It, it doesn't really hold up. Do you yeah, want to... It's one of those films, because it wasn't ever successful. Right. But it's a, it's like a Ray Harryhausen passion project masterpiece, right? It's like, a very charming film. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching this film. I think anyone... If you've got... If, if you hear, here's a film about cowboys and dinosaurs, and that piques your interest, watch this. Because it delivers that real nicely. 
It does, but you need you do need to go with a bit of that childlike mentality. If I'm like, uh, you, no one's going into that concept without a childlike I mentality. I think some right? people do. Yeah, I think that's how Cowboys versus Aliens got made. Yeah, but it, no one liked that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, audience-wise, right? If you hear this concept, you just want a fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's quite a bit of blood, but it felt to me like a family film. Right. I think it. Well, it's it's all that stop motion blood for yeah, the most yeah. part. Um, but from the guy right at the start. I mean, basically, if you are down with the Harryhausen vibe, this is definitely in your yeah. This house. this deserves to be up there with his like his famous one. I was surprised I hadn't heard of this one. You know, well, I'd, I'd like I said, I'd heard of it. I'd never heard it was Harryhausen, but it deserves to be spoken about in the same breath as you know Clash and Sinbad. And I guess it doesn't have as much as some of those, but what is here is like really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, like, it's used quite sparingly, but it was like a full year of animating and stuff. Yeah, because I feel like Sinbad and Argonauts has, like, a lot more, like, stuff going on. Yeah, but it's, and yeah, because it's all, like, whack. It's yeah. Like, skeletons and Medusas and, or this is just some dinosaurs, right? Yeah, so that, that might be where those are the first go-tos, but again, Cowboys, Dinosaurs, here we are, let's do it. Yeah. And we did it. <laughs> Any more points you got? Um, well, you like, it was kind of a struggle to get hold of this one, wasn't it? A little bit. I, I think. I think. It, I think you can get a DVD. I think it has when, had some home releases, but it's not like super common. I don't think. I mean, about same as Son of Kong. Actually, Son of Kong. I think is a little more hard to get hold of. But then it's also just straight up on YouTube, which this isn't. True. <laughs> <laughs> that helped. Well, shouldn't. I guess it's not quite. This one must have just gone public domain. I don't know. I think it's sure. fifty years in the states. But, uh, and that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, it was a little problematic getting hold of it. So, unlike Son of Kong, we can't just be like, yeah, watch it on YouTube. You'll have a good time. But uh, you will have to probably do a little tracking for this one. But uh, it, so, yeah, it, recommended. It, it, again, if Harryhausen fires a synapse in your brain, it's worth it. If you're like, who's that? It, you probably are going to be like, this is a little stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I think overall... Recommended. Fun yes. film. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, it's a fun film. It's, it's, it's the fun kind of stupid. Right. I mean, this is Monster Month. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monster Roots. It's a good monster movie. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and if people want to talk about more monsters, how they get in touch with us. Well, uh, find us on Twitter at MLSFSPod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Just search Matt and Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary. And for the rest of December, you can enjoy Monster Month. We've got some Godzilla for you. we got some Kong for you. We're going to have some Starship Troopers for you. And... If you that still doesn't satiate your need for monsters, you can check out my other podcast, Monster Mash. That's at Monster Mash Pod on Twitter. Um, you'll probably have heard some episodes of that on this feed anyway. Um, if you like smaller, cuter monsters, you can find my third and final podcast, Luke Loves Pokemon. That's on Twitter at Luke Loves PKMN. Those episodes are only like five minutes each, so you might as well. And if you've enjoyed the music you've heard listening to this podcast, you can find Matt's music at rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com. Okay. See, I, I, it's, I've figured out I should probably just shut up when this stuff happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> depressingly good at that, but <laughs> I'm <a> sellout. <laughs> okay. And for the audience, and for the monsters, and for Guanji. Go back to the valley.
Surprise. 